Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode number 154 of the JB Sism Show. My friends, in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about something fun that I did this last week. I attended a writer's conference. I can't wait to share with you what it was all about. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. Well, my friends, taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best here at jbsystem.com. Well, my friends, welcome to today's episode. We're talking about why you should attend a writer's conference. This is going to be a ton of fun. That's right, I did. I attended a writer's conference this past weekend. It was called the Northwestern Christian Writers Conference in St. Paul, Minnesota. It was a blast. It was a ton of fun. I have a whole lot of notes in a junior legal pad, filled up a good chunk of that legal pad. It's a lot of fun, but it. here's the deal. Before I really get into what this conference uh, did for me and why you should attend the next Writers Conference, whether it's this one, I would love to see you at this one, or another one in your area. Writing is a lonely sport, believe it or not. <laughs> we sit behind a desk. We type away, clack away at that keyboard. We sit alone with our thoughts. We got this big cup of coffee in our hand, typically. I like a cup of coffee. I have an espresso. Love my espresso. I make these lattes. One of my favorite things to do is to make a... A macchiato, got some caramel in the fridge, so I make a caramel macchiato, and it's pretty dang close to the the Starbucks one. Love it, it's so good. I wish that I could drink them every day, but it has too much sugar. I can't do that all the time, but I do love to make a good coffee when I sit down to write. I, I like to have that moment where I just relax before I sit down to write my next book, write my next story, and... It's no secret that writing, you got to do alone. You can't just rely on somebody else to do the, well, I guess maybe you could rely on somebody else to do the writing for you. I certainly don't allow other people to write for me, but there's a there's plenty of people who do that, and there's nothing wrong with ghost writing, and, and maybe we'll get into that one of these uh, lessons is talk about some ghost writing. There's actually a good friend of mine who, has done a fair amount of ghostwriting, and maybe we'll interview him at some point, but that's neither here nor there. But the deal is, when I sit down to write, I sit and I think, and I wonder, how am I going to take my craft to the next level? What am I going to do while I'm trying to finish my next book? And in today's episode, I really want to begin unpacking this this concept or this idea of attending a writer's conference or attending a, a writer's guild or a writer's group. And the reason is these events, I, I call them powerful events because they give you tools and tricks to help you recharge those batteries and start 
writing anew. Start writing again. And I'm in the process of writing my next book. Actually, let me back up. I'm in the process of finishing the edits to my next book. I have an idea in the back of my mind to start outlining for another book, but right now I'm just trying to get the the editing finished for this next book, which will actually be book number seven for me. I can't believe that. I started this journey back in 2010 of writing. Well, actually, 2000, before 2000. Let me try that again. It was before 2010 when I started writing. 2008 is when I actually sat down and wrote my very first book, Divine Providence. And if you've not read that book, it's my first book. I published it in November of 2010, just two weeks. Was it two weeks? No, it was one week before my sister got married. And that's how I remember when I published it. But my writing journey began before that because I'd always had this idea or this thought of writing And wanting to be a published author, when I was in college, my composition teacher really encouraged me. And he said, if you really have something that God's given you to write, write that story. Tell the world what what it is that God's put on your heart. And I, I sat down and started writing. had this really great, really great idea for a book. Called it Spy Game. And I was so mad when that movie with Robert... Redford came out. I don't know if you remember that. It was Robert Redford and... Oh, see, now I have to look this up. Um, Robert Redford. And who's the other guy in the movie? Oh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> I should have known that. I'm not editing today's episode at all. I'm just turning on the microphone and I'm talking. So if you hear the screw-ups, that's okay. I'm not editing today's episode. But I was so mad when that movie came out because I'm like, they took they took my idea. They took my my book idea. And it was it was a very different book. It was completely different, but it had the same title. I was still mad. But it was the story was about a senior CIA agent and a junior CIA agent. And they were working on drug busts and stopping the cartel from bringing drugs and stuff into the country. They were planning a terrorist attack, etc. And so that was that, that's what the, the story was about. I get really excited and I write the first couple of chapters. And I print them off, I put them in a binder, and I give them to my composition teacher. Now... He was really, really kind, wrote a few suggestions, but ultimately said, you got a great start to a novel, you know, congratulations, keep up the good work. And it was, it was exactly what I needed at that time. So what did I do? I started writing even more and I get about four chapters in and the book fizzled. I didn't know what I was doing and I gave up on that story idea altogether. Meanwhile, I started yet another book. This was all still in college back in 2004, 2005. 
And I hadn't done a whole lot of writing, but I started this book about aliens and the end times, and it was going to be a lot of fun. I had about 55 to 60,000 words written, which is a good chunk of uh, words. It was about 180, 190 pages, double spaced, all that fun stuff. And I had somebody read it. They really loved it. They thought it was a great premise. And so I joined a critique group on, I don't know if you remember when Yahoo actually had these groups you could join. This was before Facebook was a thing, before um, MySpace had really taken off. But Yahoo had these groups you could join. And so I joined an online critique group. And I had this this one individual who read the first chapter of my book. It was the first thing I ever put out in the world for anybody to read outside of family or a friend. And they ripped me a new one. They said, you will never make it as a writer. You better stop writing this drivel. And... I don't know about you, but when when I heard something like that, it really struck me hard. And that nearly caused me to stop writing altogether. And I actually stopped writing that book altogether. I really didn't know what else to do with it. My My dreams were dashed against the rocks. And I honestly felt alone. For the first time, In my life, I actually felt alone. And it's not that I was alone. I still had family and friends surrounding me. But when it came to the world of writing, I honestly felt alone. And so I stopped writing altogether. And I really had stopped writing for about two years. 2006 to 2008. I really had stopped writing for those two, two and a half years. Well, 2008 comes around and the Great Recession had hit. I was asked to take a a pay cut. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to actually write a short story for my family because I don't have any other... You know, I can't really spend too much more on Christmas gifts and all that. So I set out to write a short story for my family. Well, to make to make a long story short, I ended up with a 24, 25,000 word novella. And I quickly typeset it. And then I... Published it through Lulu. It was just a a print job through Lulu. I found something online that I could use to print this book. And I was super proud of it. I called it The Snow Globe. Now, that book eventually turned into Divine Providence when I officially published it in 2010. Well, prior to 2010, before I published this book, I attended through the encouragement of another writer friend of mine, a lady by the name of Lois Walford Johnson. She encouraged me 
she encouraged me to join the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild and told me it was something that I should do. Now, I had never done anything like this before. But she encouraged me, and because I valued her opinion so greatly, I actually went to this first meeting in the spring of 2009. So the spring of 2009, I went to this guild meeting here in the Minneapolis area. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anybody. My friend Lois wasn't even there. And in fact, she's never been there as long as I've been a part of the guild. So I sat in the back. And this wonderful lady, author by the name of Jill Elizabeth Nelson was speaking. And still by far, she's one of my most favorite speakers that we have at the Guild. And she was talking about deep point of view. And she was talking about how you can take your characters to the next level. And I was riveted. I pulled out my novella and I started going back and reworking it and reworking it. And then I sat down with the current president of the guild at the time, a good friend of mine, Dolores Topliff, and she helped me hone the book in and really take it to the next level. And so I published it in 2010 with great fanfare. <laughs> okay, it barely made a ripple in the world of literary success. But here's the deal. I published a book, and it was all because I was encouraged by other writers within the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild. They encouraged me to keep at it. They encouraged me to keep going. And so they were the ones that encouraged me to start going and attending. And so I started paying my dues and I started attending this guild and I got connected and I got heavily involved. Now I am the president of the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild all because I said yes to a little old lady friend of mine by the name of Lois Walford Johnson who said, would you consider going to the guild? And I said, sure, I'll consider it. But because I made this choice, because I made this conscious decision to go and and make something of my writing life, I have never looked back. And I'm here to tell you that if you're struggling in your writing life, there's nothing more powerful than getting into a room with a bunch of other writers who will help you take your message to the next level. This is the J.B. Sism Show. So one of the things that I started to do after I joined the guild is I attended a seminar. Now, these seminars were one-off seminars, one-day seminars. We'd bring in a speaker to come in and, and talk about writing, talk about a piece of the craft of writing to help you take your writing to the next level. And what was a lot of fun about that is we got to sit around tables 
and we got to talk with one another. And one of the very first ones that I ever went to was one, actually, I I, I didn't ever want to go to one of these seminars alone, and I kept putting it off. And finally, it was, we had a lady by the name of Jeanette Wendell who came and spoke, and she writes a lot of these spy thrillers. So I thought, hey, maybe maybe my spy thriller will come back and see the light of day again. (laughs) But... Uh, no, it hasn't come back and seen the light of day again. Holy cow. And it never will. <laughs> so even if you email me and you say, hey, Jason, can I read that book? Sorry, it's not going to happen. Um, I have much better work out there now. But <laughs> beside the point, it was good to be around other writers within a seminar environment because I could actually have conversations and ping ideas off of individuals. And so that seminar was, gee, I want to say that was spring of 2011 is when I went to that very first seminar. I kind of put off all the others. 2011 is when I went to that first seminar. And it was, it was a ton of fun. It might have been 2012, actually, now that I think of it. I think it was 2012. But regardless, it was a ton of fun. And now... If you have never been to a seminar or you've never been to a conference, I really do encourage you to go. So this last weekend, I went to the Northwestern Christian Writers Conference. Now, this conference has been around for the last five years. It was put on by Susie Larson from KTIS here in the Twin Cities. Uh, KTIS is the one of the biggest Christian radio stations here in the Midwest. And they are housed out of North uh, the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. So they put on this conference, and the last several years, I have not gone because the idea of going to a writer's conference, quite frankly, intimidated me. Because who am I and why should I go to a conference? Here's the deal. I should have gone years ago when I started this journey. The amount of information, the wealth of information at this conference is more than I can actually put into words. It was a it was an evening and a day conference. Uh, so Friday evening and all day Saturday. Our very first keynote was a lady by the name of Danielle Strickland. And she said that dreaming and creating is what we are called to do. We are to imagine what is possible. You see, God sent Jesus and Jesus created Stories that have eternal narratives. Jesus asked people 300 different questions over his life and ministry. And I believe that God is trying to get our attention and he wants us to allow a disruption through our writing 
to invite us into a confrontation, to confront the ideologies of this world, to confront the ideologies of our environment. In other words, to disrupt the current status quo. And so that's one of the main things that she was talking about is for us as writers is to use our writing to disrupt the current status quo to allow a disruption to invite us into a confrontation. That confrontation is to help people find Jesus through our writing. And and I, I was blown away. I was blown away by you know, by this opening keynote. Because our writing is to help people understand that there are different confrontations that are going on in the world, whether it's in the spiritual realm or personal realm. We are to allow the strength and the mighty name of Jesus to carry through our writing. Now, if you're not a if you're not a Christian and you're not a, a Christian writer, that's okay. You can probably tune part of um what I'm talking about out. However, if you are a believer in Jesus and listening to this, then then understand this that your words are powerful. The words you write can shape the destinies of people, uh, of their lives, of their dreams, of their ideologies. Your words carry power within them. The Bible says that, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between the soul and the spirit. See, our words cut deep. Our words can go into the very heart of a matter, into the very heart of a situation. And it disrupts the current status quo. It invites people into a confrontation to really confront what the ideologies that they have already preconceived within their own life, within society, whatever that might be. And and these are the kind of things, the thoughts and the, the ideas that are presented by going to a conference like this because it will help you confront this this notion that our words actually mean something and people need the message that God has actually put on our heart. You see, if you go to my website, you're going to find on the front page that my goal and my vision is to help you find your voice to write your story so you can succeed in your family, your ministry, and your life. I have a mic flag on my microphone right now and and I have find your voice, write your story, succeed in life. It's my vision. It's my mission to help you do that. And if I can encourage you to go to a writer's conference, boy, that is going to do something absolutely extraordinary in your life. So what will a conference or what will going to a writer's group or going to a writer's seminar do for you, what is it going to do for you? Well, number one, it's going to give you fresh ideas. 
this whole idea that Daniel Strickland had brought about that that God is calling us into a realm where where he wants us to disrupt the status quo and invite people into a confrontation. Now, confrontations aren't bad, but this is an idea. It gives you fresh ideas, and, and, and you can take this whole notion, this whole talk that she was giving, and, and you can really use it to help people find what it is that God has for them. Uh, one of our next keynotes, uh, the opening keynote for Saturday morning was Andrew Peterson. And and he was saying that there, there are two types of writers. You have the exceptionalist and you have the experimentalist. The exceptionalists are those writers who are the flash in the pan. They grow up big and then they fizzle out. Think of the book, The Great Gatsby, for instance. Or think of Orrin Wilson's 1981. Flash in the pan, the exceptionalist. And we all want that flash in the pan experience with our writing. We want that flash in the pan experience with with what it is that God has called us to do. But, But really... Instead of waiting for something to find you, you go in search of it. So in other words, you want to be the experimentalist. Now, an experimentalist allows you to slow down. It's a slow burn. It allows you to really mull over the ideas that you have. Fine-tune what it is that, that you believe you need to go, the direction you need to go, and allow that slow burn to really build And then by the time that you get to the end of your career, people will look back and say, wow, their work kept getting better. They were a slow burn and and they were absolutely extraordinary. But in other words, we have to cling to our calling and we have to walk the path. We have to slow down. We have to strive for many successes, not the one quick flash in the pan. In other words, our writing is a marathon. And you will win over time. You may not win right now, but you will win over time. So that's what it's that's what going to a conference will do for you. It will give you fresh ideas like this. It will also help you understand the publishing industry. The publishing industry is is so vast and a lot of writers are very confused by the publishing industry. And it will allow you to understand what the current trends are. It will help you understand what it is that editors are looking for. It will give you an idea of what is hot on the market right now or what publishers are looking for. Uh, One example is one of the seminars, or not seminars, one of the workshops in this conference that I went to was on plagiarism. And it was an absolutely fascinating uh, topic because plagiarism is something that plagues a lot of authors. And whether they mean to or not, a lot of authors are well-meaning in everything that they do, but 
there are a lot of authors who do plagiarize work without giving proper attribution to the original author. And it does take a little bit of homework on our part to make sure we're not ripping off somebody else's work. It's gotten a lot of authors into trouble in the past. And we don't want to be one of those authors who get into trouble because we're not taking the time to really acknowledge the original author. Um, so this, this particular thing on being a plagiarist, there were some very highfalutin individuals within especially the Christian book writing industry. Christine Kane was sued because she plagiarized. Ann Voskamp, Tim Clinton, Mark Driscoll, they all stole arguments or structures from individuals and and it's not good. They didn't give proper attribution. One of those authors actually made an apology by saying, oh, well, I guess it was, I thought what was written about my father was attributed to him, but I guess it wasn't. In other words, the author didn't even write that chapter or that piece that was in the book. Somebody else did and attributed it to the author's father, but the father never said anything like that, and it was another individual who did, and and it took somebody to a few minutes to Google what was in this and find out that it was indeed plagiarized. And so they lost that lawsuit as well. So going to a conference is going to help you understand the publishing industry and help you understand what it is that they are looking for. And on top of that, it's also going to give you the chance to pitch your book idea to an agent or an editor. And that is what a lot of aspiring authors want to do. Now, I'm personally, I'm in the independent publishing world, but I do know enough about the publishing industry where I can give people information and point them in the right direction. I can coach them on what agents and editors are looking for, and I can help them navigate those waters simply because I am in the industry. Well, one, being the president of the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild certainly helps with that, but also knowing uh, several editors and individuals who are uh, acquisitions editors as as well as agents in the industry, were very good and dear friends of mine. Uh, they, and if I don't know the answer, I can simply send them an email and get the answer for you. But here's the deal. You get to pitch your book idea to these editors and these agents. And because most conferences, most writers' conferences, schedule these one-on-one appointments, and you get 10, maybe 15 minutes to pitch your idea. Which means you have to be ready. You have to create a, a query letter. You have to bring a sample edit. You have to bring maybe a one page. Whatever it is that you need to bring to help pitch your idea to these individuals for the chance of getting published in a traditional 
publication or a traditional publishing house. And, and there's nothing wrong with going traditional or going independent like I have. You can do both. I've actually been traditionally published in magazines and newspapers, but that's neither here nor there. Going to a conference will give you this opportunity. But then as well, it also gives you the freedom to talk to other writers, to talk to other individuals who are on the same journey that you are. If you really want to take your message to the next level, it's really a powerful thing to sit down with another writer. I had some powerful conversations with writers over the weekend. One was an 80-year-old man who was willing to do anything he can to get his book republished. And and he's going to be giving me a call within the next week or so to, for me to start working with him on getting that done. And, and I can't wait to help him because what a powerful story. Helping somebody who has an independent published book, but also taking it to the next level. Wow. So, does that make you want to go to a writer's conference? Man, I'm telling you, it's powerful. (laughs) It's good. And if you've not been a part of a writer's group and you are in the Twin Cities, I do encourage you to attend the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild. You can meet me face to face. I do some teaching there every single month, but I encourage you to at least get plugged in. If you want to attend the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild, you can do that by going to MN, MN as in Minnesota, MNChristianWriters.com, MNChristianWriters.com, and you can learn more about the Minnesota Christian Writers Guild there, um, as well as on my website, I do a lot of teaching on how to get published in the publishing industry, and I will be opening, so I'm going to be doing something fun here. Again, I just got done with a five-week course on how to use the writing software Scrivener, and if you're really wanting to take your writing to the next level, I'm actually going to be opening the doors again on September 9th. Now, the cart is not open yet. But if you want to get on the waiting list for when I do open the cart for people to get in and buy uh, this five-week one-on-one group coaching on how to use the writing software Scrivener, which is going to be great because it's right in time for NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo happens in November, and I want you to be able to get your book started by the time NaNoWriMo starts in November, get your book started in the software of Scrivener, 
which is my go-to writing book. Now, if you want in on this course, there's a great way to do that. And I am making sure that I'm going to give you the correct URL. I'm waiting for my computer to load here while waiting. Okay. So I want you to go to JB Sism, J B S I S A M, JB Sism slash Scrivener, JB Sism.com slash Scrivener, and click the join the wait list. This class is going to be opening here on September 9th. It's a five-week course, which will give you about three weeks before NaNoWriMo to get situated. I can't wait to share this with you. And when I do open the course, I'm going to have a special NaNoWriMo discount code that you'll be able to uh, use. And it's only going to be there for a limited amount of time before the sale price goes away. So... Here's the deal. The class is going to be opening soon. Get on the waitlist. JBSism.com forward slash Scrivener. JBSism.com forward slash Scrivener. So this episode is brought to you by Jason's Right Now with Scrivener Masterclass. Five-week Zoom Masterclass, which will change your writing life forever. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. And I, I, I'm excited. There's a, I, I'm doing a lot of things behind the scenes here as well that I'm going to clue you in on. I'll give you a sneak peek. Uh, I'm going to be creating a experience for you that not only just this whole Scrivener masterclass, but I'm also creating a whole nother experience where I'm going to have a paid podcast, which is going to give you a behind the scenes look of everything that I'm doing in my writing journey. And you're going to get tips, tricks, and strategies that you have never thought possible before. And I'm going to be releasing that here very, very soon. And it's going to be for a really inexpensive price, uh, a premium podcast for just $4 a month. So I'm going to tell you in a couple of weeks how you can get in on this special uh, way. This will help not only supplement the cost of this podcast and help me uh, produce this main show that I'm doing here, uh, the one that you're listening to right now, the JB Sism Show. But I'm also going to be releasing this audio journal podcast uh, over um, on a separate site real soon. Now you'll be able to pay for that as well, as well as with the launch of my next book. So I was saying earlier that I'm in the middle of finishing the edits to my book. When I launch that book, I'm going to be launching a brand new membership site for books. It's going to be my digital book fan club where you are going to be able to get access to all of my books for a monthly cost. You'll be able to um, grab these books, read these books all for a monthly cost. And I'm super, super excited about that. And... That will be just a low monthly cost. It'll help me produce my books. It'll help me produce this podcast, keep this website going as well. And then I'm also going to combine both of those. You'll be able to get both of the audio journal podcast as well as the digital book fan club and a few extra things thrown in for good measure for another price for $12. I'm going to call it JB Sism Plus because 
you know, hey, you got Disney Plus, you got Paramount Plus, you got <clears throat> Discovery Plus. <laughs> so why not JB Sism Plus? So I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but I wanted to give you just a little sneak peek here. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to give you a little bit more detail. I'm going to be sharing some of this on live video as well as in Clubhouse, as well as uh, here on this podcast. And I'm excited because there are great things happening. And I'm going to be launching some new things that you will be able to grab a hold of. But all of that to say... If you really do believe that this show is changing your life, I'm asking you to do me just one simple favor. I, I've i had people tell me to keep producing the show and how much they learn on each episode. So all I'm doing is asking you to do this one thing. If you like this show, share your favorite episode with someone. Share it on social media. Use the, social, use the social media sharing buttons below. Help me grow this show. Help me grow this audience. Because my goal is to help people fulfill their dream of writing their book or starting their blog. Helping people find their voice, write their story, tell their God's story, and succeed in their family, their ministry, and their life. And, and here's the deal. I want to be your personal writing coach. And then also, if you haven't done so, do subscribe to this show because I believe this show is incredibly valuable and I know there's so much more that is going to be coming down the pike that I'm really excited about and this is going to only help you take your message to the next level and my friends as always you can find the full show notes of today's episode at jbcism.com forward slash one five four And until next week, my friends, take everything to the next level. Tell your God's story and succeed in your family, your ministry, and life. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the J.B. Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life. This episode of the J.B. Sism Show is brought to you by Jason's newest book, Focus Up, In, and Out. Three Powerful Strategies to Running an Effective Small Group. Available now, wherever books are sold.